Well, boys, what are you going to sing? The squeezer was not any use. A lemon without any juice. So there's a rhyme that both oh my god that we use. You're bringing this up on the podcast. Well, you know, the whole show is about the difference between British and American English. That's true. And the other night before bed, me and Jacob were romantically sharing some poetry. Yeah, uh, about beans. About beans and what beans do. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. The American version, okay. because to me it's the standard, and to you it isn't. But to, you know, to, yeah. yeah. Um, beans, beans, the musical fruit, the more you eat, the more you toot. That's what I always understood. And then, but for you, it's something else. Beans, beans, they're good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you fart. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But is there a second verse? The more you fart, the more you eat, the more you sit on the toilet seat. I can't (laughs) believe you're making me do this. So, and then for me, it's, uh, the, the, the more you toot, the better you feel. So eat your beans with every meal. Which is a lot more of a slogan for beans, whereas yours is more of a like, don't eat beans. No, it's just no. It, mine says that beans are good for your heart, but the more you eat, the more you fart. Right. And the but more the, you fart, the more you eat for some weird reason. Yeah. And the more you sit on the toilet. Seat. Right. So if you eat a lot of beans, then you just stay in the bathroom all day. Whereas mine, it's I guess it's a musical fruit, mm-hmm. not a fruit. Uh, it's not a fruit. Beans aren't fruit. No, they're not fruit. That's inaccurate. Yeah. But that's not really the issue here. The issue here is that you guys, even though I feel like you're much more of a beans-heavy culture. Yeah, we love our baked beans. Yeah. Beans on toast for breakfast, beans on toast for lunch, beans on a jacket potato for dinner. Right. So in your, our first verses are largely the same level of innocuous. Yeah. Uh, The more you eat, the more you do, the more you eat, the more you fart. It's the same. Kind of. But for ours, the second verse is, you know, eat your beans. They make you feel good. The better you feel. <laughs> and yours is like you're just going to be in the bathroom all day. Kind of. I just think it's weird that we both have rhymes about beans and farting. Like, how do you explain this to a non-native English speaker? Like, I, I don't know. Like, cultural, like, do they in China have a you know, rhyme about beans and farting too. Well, what's the bean consumption like in China? No idea. Yeah. I was thinking more like the first culture that I could think of that eats a lot of beans is uh, Mexico. Yeah. I wonder if they have a rhyme. Yeah. I'd love to hear it if you guys do. Yeah. If if there are any uh, Spanish speakers or uh, or people who are familiar with the culture of Mexico and uh, there is any aspect of Mexican culture that involves beans and flatulence, please tweet at us, uh, tweet at me, (laughs) at Jacob S. Rubin. I love this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is interesting to, to hear about and see the differences. And it might be a thing about time as well. Like, I, I don't know, maybe your version was big in the UK um, before I was on the playground. But when I was on the playground, that's the version that we had. Well, well, the canonizing for mine is that there's an episode of The Simpsons where Bart performs my version. 
I do remember that, and yeah. I yeah, and I think that kids because of that say that in England now sure. too. But a lot of people think that Jingle Bell's Batman smells is originally from The Simpsons. Oh yeah, because it was in the very first episode. Jingle Bell's Batman smells. Robin laid an egg. Batmobile lost its wheel, and Joker got away. Oh yeah, I remember it being ruder, but that's just. Um, it really so I there's been a number of people trying to get to the bottom of where Jingle Bell's Batman smells came from. And no one can figure it out. A lot of people think it just came from The Simpsons, but The Simpsons writers are like, no, that was like a playground run. And it can't be traced back to anything in particular. That's the problem with a lot of our slang and origins as well, mm -hmm. like trying to actually trace it back. Like, who is the person that first invented this song on the playground? Like, who invented Cat's Cradle? I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I'd love to find out. Yeah. Um, so that has nothing to do with the episode today. Well, uh, it's, a food, it's a food thing. Yeah, Jacob just wanted to talk about... Um, I think it's nice to have like a bonus story for these, <laughs> for these shows. I don't know. No, it's funny. When we were reciting the poetry to one another the other night, you did say, let's put this on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, sure. And, and you did. You, you brought it up. So here we are. There's that. <laughs> so let's hear. Let's get into today's episode. Okay. Risk it for a biscuit. Risk it for a biscuit. Yeah. So I have been informed by your parents that you don't say this in America. No, we don't. And I do actually say it a fair amount. Yeah. I'd say, oh, I'd risk it for a biscuit. So before we do it, before we talk about the meaning, let's use it in a sentence. <laughs> use it in a sentence. Um, oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, you never really come. I mean, you know, you know I do this every episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think about it. Um, this is our 34th episode. Hey, did you um, did you put the lock on the bike? Oh, oh no, that doesn't work. You're not gaining anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're like... Did you pay for parking? And you're like, oh, I'll risk it for a biscuit. I don't know, because she's still not gaining anything. I don't feel like these are very good examples. No, uh, well, I think, okay, well, if I may, um, there's no, you really have no reason not to lock your bike, because that takes a second. Yeah. And you have a bike, especially if you have a bike lock. Um, but if you're not paying for parking, then you're like, I'm not going to spend the $4. And if I'm successful, then I don't, then I basically gain $4. But if I'm a failure, then I lose you know, hundreds or whatever. Yeah, it's a really bad example. A better example would be like in gambling, I think. Sure. You would risk it for a biscuit in gambling. You'd okay. Put, you'd put 10 bucks down to win 20. You'd risk it for a biscuit. Yeah. It, th that's a much better example because it's more a phrase saying that you'll, you'll risk a consequence in order to gain something. Mm -hmm. It's not just doing something risky. It's not, you wouldn't risk it for a biscuit uh, and and just you know do something risky like leave your car unlocked unless there was a game. Mm -hmm. So it implies that there's you're going to receive something like a biscuit. Mm -hmm. And just to clarify here, when I say biscuit, <laughs> in England, this is very important. That that's what an American would call a cookie. Yeah. Um, in England, we just call cookies like the ones with the chips in chocolate chip, chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Yeah. But like everything else is a biscuit. Shortbread. We have loads of biscuits. Oatmeal Shortbread, oatmeal, uh, ginger snaps. Yeah. Digestives. Mm -hmm. Lemon something. Lemon shortbread. I guess. What about Girl Scout cookies? What about Thin Mints? Oh, they're just biscuits. They're okay. all biscuits. They're Anything all biscuits. you can dip in tea. I mean, there is a lot of controversy in the UK about. When does a biscuit become a cake, and when does a biscuit become a chocolate bar? There are some blurry lines, and I'll throw this out there for you. Jaffa cakes is a popular treat in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, they're kind of round and small, and, and, and like, a bit spongy, and a bit spongy, like a like biscuit. Mm -hmm. And people often have them with tea, like a biscuit. 
but they are called a cake and they are a bit spongy. So that that's a big. You left out the best part: one. the fact that they have half one side is dipped in chocolate and then the inside is orange jelly. Yeah, they're a delicious treat. But they're fantastic. I don't know, and you know they do go well in tea. You could dip if you could dip it in tea. That's the line. But then you could. What's stopping you from dipping a Twix in a tea, right? Well, that's on the other side of this. This. Um, you know, spectrum. Yeah, chocolate bar, yeah. Chocolate, when does a biscuit become a chocolate bar? Because is a Kit Kat and a Twix a chocolate bar or a biscuit? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got mm. the cookie or the wafer inside it, but it's completely surrounded in chocolate. Yeah, so there's a, this is a big argument in mm-hmm. Britain, and if you if you speak to a British person, if you want to engage a British person in a long piece of um, speech and, and talk, and, and you run out of things to talk about the weather, <laughs> talk to them about biscuits, and then you could you could bring in popular examples, such as a Twix, and ask them, is that a biscuit, and get their opinion. It's, it's very controversial. Well, uh, I mean, that, that sounds a lot like the British version of, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, no. Right. Some people would say yes. Oh, God. That's your argument in America? That, that's a big one, is because it's like... Obviously, a hamburger is a sandwich. The difference is we don't have contests every year where we see how many biscuits we can fit in our mouths. Okay, one, it's not just putting them in their mouth. It's not (laughs) Nathan's presents the annual 4th of July game of Chubby Bunny. Yeah, but we don't have these kind of things in England where it's like, oh, let's sit down and see how many digestives one can put in their mouth. Yeah, but you know if someone was like, I'm going to go on Graham Norton and I'm going to eat 100 digestives biscuits in an hour, in, not in an hour, in one minute, you would be like, all right, I'll check this out. No, because nobody does that in Okay, England. well, people would. It's seen as... Your brothers would. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring them into this. <laughs> Maybe if somebody went on YouTube, but Graham Norton is a much higher caliber show. He's got a chair that falls over. That's yeah. the whole bit. He tips people out of it if they're boring. Yeah, it just you get in the chair. It's great. You tell a story, and if he doesn't like it, he tips you out the chair. Yeah, you can't tell me that that's highbrow comedy. It is. It's highbrow. It's oh very highbrow. Oh, my God. I like Graham Norton. I think Graham Norton's very funny. <laughs> to be fair, his old show was much more risque before he moved to the BBC. Sure. Um, and now it's kind of, like, more toned down, because he's got, like, better, higher celebrities on there. Oh, yeah. He gets, like, every... Like, Will Smith doesn't really do American talk shows. He does Graham Norton. Oh, he did Graham Norton with his son. I he brought Graham DJ Norton. Jazzy Jeff. We we love Graham Norton. He's an absolute treasure. He gets the best... The, the, the way that he has all of them on the bench at once, and it's, like, American... A-list movie star, mm-hmm. American, like, B or C-list movie star, and then British comedian that no American has heard of, <laughs> and the British comedian is just taking the piss the whole time. It's so good. Anyway, now we've discussed what a biscuit is. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the saying is, like, would you risk it for a biscuit? Would you take a risk for a reward, for some kind of a reward? Uh, reward? Mm-hmm. God, I can't speak today. Um, not good for a podcast. Um, <laughs> so, actually... It was unlike other phrases that we've looked up before, kind of older phrases and idioms and slang that we spoke about before. They normally have kind of like official definitions in the Oxford English Dictionary or the Collins Dictionary or oh, Webster's. Really? Or This one, I couldn't find like an official definition for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I found uh, Wiktionary, Wick- which sure. is like Wikipedia's dictionary, yeah. um, says to take a risk for the chance um, of a benefit. So that's a pretty good, you know, definition. I'd say so. Um, yeah, the only other ones I could find was A to Z or A to Z, depending on which side of the pond. A to Z or A to Z dictionary.com. And this was really weird because it defines it in two two terms. It defines it as merely you are willing to risk exposure to the effects to obtain whatever incentive you're after, which is kind of the wordy way of saying what we can 
Wiktionary said. Right. But then it also said doing whatever required to have that vagina. Whoa. <laughs> biscuit? Yeah, I suppose I have heard that referred to as a biscuit before. Oh, what? <laughs> so I think maybe it has like a And then it's like a treat? I guess. Then it goes with tea? I would not have it with tea. It's not a Kit Kat, I'll give you that. <laughs> it's, it's not on the spectrum of biscuit to cake and chocolate bar. Um, it's not on there. <laughs> um, but I guess maybe it's become like used in modern day to um, refer to like, oh, would you risk it to get the girl kind of thing. Sure. Like, would you risk it all for the girl? Or to get laid or whatever it means. Right, right, right. So maybe, Put it on the line, get, get, get what you want. So maybe, you know, yeah. it, it does have a more general meaning, but maybe it's been more commonly used. And I'll talk about the origins in a second as to why I think that maybe that's a more modern day mm -hmm. usage of the term. It's not one that I'd heard before. I was quite shocked. I was like, I can't find any definition in one of the definitions I find is, is this. But um, yeah. yeah, it's there. Um Urban Dictionary again was another place I had. A, I don't oh, normally goodness. I don't normally use Urban Dictionary anymore. Is I think we've shared with our listeners before about what happened the last time I tried to use Urban Dictionary. Well, I, I believe I shared the story about what happened when someone on the ship tried to use Urban Dictionary for the game of Liars Club, not knowing that Urban Dictionary is not an accredited source like Oxford's or Webster's. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I used Urban Dictionary when I was a teaching assistant to try mm -hmm. and figure out what the boys were bullying this other kid about. Oh. They kept saying... That oh, the peps. The peps. The story. peps. Yeah. We I mean, told that story. We told the that story. Yeah. yeah. Just in case you don't know, I'll tell a really fast forwarded yeah. version. Um, they kept saying this kid had peps. I looked it up. I thought, yep, I'm in the know. I know what the kids are talking about now. I know what's going on. They're saying he has pepperoni sized nipples. Mm -hmm. And I need to, you know, tackle this head on and talk about body image and how people are growing and having different, it's okay. So the kids said it and I turned around and said, you know what, we all have different bodies and different shapes and there's nothing normal or abnormal. Some people have bigger nipples than other people. <laughs> and the kids were just like, what are you talking about? And I was like, peps. And they're like, that means dandruff. <laughs> Why are you talking to us about nipples? Um, so <laughs> I love this story. Let's do it every episode. I, I, I could. So anyway, the point I'm making is I haven't trusted Urban Dictionary from then on. I wouldn't. Um, but, you know, they, they kind of give the same idea for the definition. Take a chance of sacrificing your current possessions in order to win much more. Right. More of a gambling kind of take on it. Um, so in terms of the origin... It's really tricky to find out what the origin is. I would imagine. There's loads of stuff. I mean, it rhymes. It rhymes, yeah. So, I mean, if you want the really boring answer, and I thought I might have to stop my research at this point, <laughs> um, Wiktionary just says eh, the, um, the source of the word, the origin is... It rhymes. That's all it says. <laughs> That's great. You know, straight into the point. Why not that, you know? Etymology. It rhymes. Yeah. Um, so there's that idea that like there's nothing more to it apart from the fact that people learn it rhymed and it's fun to say and they just kept saying it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, apparently um, that people have still, you know, people are on the internet, people ponder these things and there's still a number of origin stories that, that we'll talk about and, and discuss about how relevant they are. Mm -hmm. So um, one of them is most recent. Somebody... On the internet, I don't think they're a viable source. I'm just going to throw this out there, but I thought it was funny to share. 
Somebody on the internet believes that Tiny Temper came up with it. The rapper? The rapper, Tiny Temper. I don't know if he's big in America. He's, he's not. He was very big in England in like the early noughties, yeah, he hosted, early uh, 2010s. He hosted Buzzcocks at least once. Oh yeah, yeah, he was huge. And he had a song called Frisky in 2010. It was a huge hit when I was at university. Like it was on at all the clubs. Mm -hmm. um, it was featuring Labyrinth. It was a big song. I think it was probably number one. I could put the clip that you're talking about in the episode. Oh, yeah. With that, should I do that? Yeah, so people know what song I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, cool. I'll just, right here, I'll drop it. Right here. So now that you've heard the clip. Now you've heard the clip. Uh, he says in that song, would you risk it for a chocolate biscuit? And he's referring to himself as a chocolate biscuit. <laughs> so that moves away from the definition of it being about female anatomy um, and on to him calling himself a nice chocolate biscuit. And then apparently from then on, men would refer to themselves as biscuits depending on their features. What? Like, I'm a digestive, I'm a ginger snap. Who? In, <laughs> what, what about how do you determine what biscuit you are? What biscuit am I? Am I one of those uh, skinny shortbreads? You're a harm and touch. <laughs> 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 what? No, no, no. You're a chocolate finger. I'm a chocolate finger. That's the one I was talking A white think. chocolate finger. A white chocolate finger. Great. <laughs> Do those exist? Yeah. Okay. They're my favorite. You, know, you love white chocolate. Yeah. It's, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, what biscuit would that be? Oh, you said only men are biscuits. I want to be a biscuit. Uh, you are, oh man, I gotta think of the biscuits. A jammy, jammy dodger. <laughs> yeah, you're a jammy dodger. Perfect. That's a good one. Yeah. Or a party ring. I'd like to be a party ring. I don't personally. even know what that is. What's a party ring? It's like a little, um, it's a, it, you, ha we used to have them at kids' birthday parties. They're basically like little round, I think they're shortbread. Mm -hmm. Um, they have a circle in the middle so that they're thin, but kind of like donut shaped. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have like colorful icing on top of all different colors mm. and so when you're a kid you would always put them on your finger and like dance around with them and then bite them off your finger kind of thing <laughs> wear them as rings <laughs> you know when you go to a disco you'd go oh, me and my party rings. you'd bring little cookies to a disco oh yeah we used to bring them to parties they're called party rings well yeah you bring them to a party yeah but like you're you have around. like the chicken nuggies and the smiley face potatoes. How old are these? How old are you at this party? Oh, like five or six. Oh, okay. So the disc. Okay, so disc. I'm not like fifteen. That's see. That's immediately what I thought. You're at the party. You're dancing <laughs> around, and you're like, "Hey, guys, I got cookies on my fingers." That everyone's <laughs> trying to eat the cookies off your fingers. No, it's like you know, like how you used to play with Harry Bow. It's like fun. Okay, sure. Like yeah, ring pops. like when you're very little. Yeah. You remember? Did you guys get ring pops? Anyway, I'd be a party ring. Okay, great. You're a party ring, and I'm a white chocolate finger. <laughs> Um, anyway, there's no way that Tiny Temper came up with this phrase. Absolutely not. He just took it to a new level. Sure. Which I think is interesting. I mean, he's a very big, important rapper. Yeah, and I think everybody should take a moment to reflect on what biscuit they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you could say to people, hey, would you risk it for a jammy dodger? Or a party ring? Or a white chocolate finger? <laughs> or a white chocolate finger. finger. <laughs> um, the next silly, um... Thing that that I saw as a origin story. I'm sorry to be so judgmental, but there's no way this one's true either. Um, this is from 2009, and someone thought it was from the movie Fired Up. About the guys who go to cheerleading camp? Oh my god, you knew what this movie was? I've I seen had this to movie. look it up. You've seen this movie? Yeah. Sounds uh, 
terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, uh, I think it was someone else's call to rent it or something. This is uh, It's uh, like an American Pie, right? Yes, it's very much one of those, like, yeah. yeah, you know, there's certain people who, I don't understand this. Like, when American Pie came out, I was like, American Pie came out in 1999, and I was like, this is exactly the kind of movie I want to see because I was 11 or 10, you know, when it was out on video and everything, I was like, I was 11 or 12, and I was like, I don't know anything about sex, and I just think that this is probably what it's like, mm-hmm. you know, guys in pies. <laughs> and it, it's just the most juvenile nonsense, but because it was a gigantic smash that ruined Jason Biggs' There were so career. many other... So many takeoffs. They got yeah. three sequels in theaters that I... Uh, no, maybe American American Pie 2. I don't, I don't think there was a three. There was American Wedding and then American Reunion, which came out like You don't recently. need to express how much knowledge you have. Then at least double that in direct-to-DVD <laughs> oh movies. I did a whole thing. I did a trivia about this. Once. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't sure. just know this. I've seen mm, one of the yeah, sure, likely, one of the- likely story. That's what he says about anything weird. He knows. He's like, I did trivia on it. I don't actually know. It's this. a fantastic way to back up me knowing, <laughs> and then no one knows if I actually care about it or if it's something I research. It's an amazing cloaking device. So, uh, but yeah, fired up. Yeah, it's about these. I, rem- I remember it was part of the movie's branding. I don't recall it being in the movie. What risk it for a biscuit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, someone just said it was from this movie about these two jocks that go to cheerleader camp to yeah, sleep with them. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, uh, why would we go to football camp and yeah. hang out with a bunch of sweaty dudes when we can go to cheerleading camp and have sex with girls? I guess they're trying to risk it for a biscuit. And here again, I think that this might be the modern take on the idea of it being linked to women and obtaining women right you're gonna risk it for the girl that makes a lot of sense in this context because the ad was sometimes you got to risk it to get the biscuit the risk is going to cheerleading camp and having to sit through cheerleading camp yeah um but the The hey the biscuit the the biscuit is the lady yeah Yeah. the ladies you got all there's all the yeah yeah so um i think that these these two the tiny temper song and the um the, the movie from there, 2009, 2010. I mean, this the saying goes back much further, and there's much there's evidence of it um, from from further back. Certainly, um, but it does show how the, the people have adapted this phrase to mean something I was unaware of mm-hmm. um, until my research today. But looking back on actually where it came from, what we actually know in terms of like print. Um, if we look at the Castle Dictionary of Slang, uh, which was printed in 1998. Um, here it says that the origin is Ireland from the 1980s. Ireland? Ireland, apparently. Okay. It's apparently Irish slang. Well, it didn't, it doesn't say from where, it just says that time period. So we're not talking that long ago still. Um, but apparently when we're looking at it in print, um, apart from that dictionary, it actually seems to go back a little bit further than that. So risked it for a biscuit is found as an Irish newspaper headline from 1966. But the person who's writing this, uh, you know, says it's unclear if it's a reference to a commonly used phrase or because it's a headline, it could just be a creative writer because headlines often try and rhyme and try and be snappy. So we're not sure if that being a headline as opposed to in uh, other kind of like within a book or something, it doesn't really prove that it's a common saying. It just proves that it's a fun saying that, mm-hmm. that they might have thought of themselves at that point. I don't know what the news story was about. Maybe it was about biscuits. <laughs> well, it doesn't even tell you what the article was, just it was in a headline? Yeah, it just says it was in a headline, but it says that it's unclear if it's a reference to an actual popular phrase or, or just the creativity of the writer at the time. Yeah. 
That could be it. Yeah. But when we look at the the next um, clearest like citation or use of it, uh, risk it for a biscuit in writing, um, that wasn't until Leonard Hugh um, and his book Home Before Night in 1979, when he uses the, the phrase clearly in his writing between characters, A, would you risk it for a biscuit? Mm. So... We are kind of looking around the 80s, late 70s, 80s. Sure. Um, much more contemporary than a lot of the phrases we've discussed. Yeah, definitely much more contemporary, which is surprising because it's a fun saying and it rhymes. You think people would... And the words the words themselves have been around forever. Yeah, you think people would have put them together before this, but who, who knows? Um, the only other thing I found that I thought had some legitimacy to it um, and had most people in agreement on the internet... Um, was that people said, and maybe people can f confirm this for me because I did troll through YouTube trying to find this and I couldn't find it, but um, it's said to be from the 1970s uh, from a British advert, you know, commercial, right? Um, for a muesli bar, like we call granola muesli. Sure. So like a granola bar um, called Swiss Kit. S-W-I-S-S, -S, as in Swiss, mm -hmm. because muesli has a connection to Switzerland. Right. And kit, K-I-T. Swiss kit. Swiss kit. So, apparently their slogan was, I'll risk it for a Swiss kit. And apparently this commercial featured a man skiing down a slope and crashing into a tree. Huh. So, that is where, it, and over time it got changed to biscuit. But that's where a lot of people say it comes from. I couldn't find the advert. I was looking on YouTube for this advert to, to try and corroborate this story. And I couldn't find it. So if you lived through the 70s <laughs> in the UK and you'd like to confirm or deny that this is a thing, right? Um, we'd love to hear from you. Risk it for a Swiss kit. That makes, Risk it for you, a Swiss kit. You know, it's, it's origin being in advertising, maybe just because we've been watching a lot of Mad Men recently. Yeah. Uh, but that really makes a lot of sense to me. The fact that it would be like, risk it for a Swiss kit, and then it gradually morphs not even gradually it's a one-step process yeah it's so easy i mean and and a swiss kit is probably very close to a biscuit anyway being a granola bar yeah yeah so yeah all right neat or maybe um wiktionary just is correct that it just rhymes it just rhymes it just rhymes it just, guys it just it rhymed and someone noticed it and there's too many people who noticed <laughs> it to really attribute it to a person so that's all we can we can come up with all right, uh, this has been another episode of Boodoo Goose. If you enjoyed this episode, please like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Goose. Um, you can also send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. And also be sure to uh, give our podcast ratings on wherever you listen to it. And you can leave a review on iTunes and iTunes alone, as far as I can tell. Great. Yeah. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to listen to it, especially if they're the type of person who would risk it for a biscuit. <laughs> Uh, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. This has been another episode of Voodoo Goose. Thank you for listening. And remember, nobody says potato. Boo to a Goose is produced by Will Scoville as a part of the Comedio Network. Thanks to Hannah Wardle for the art and Max Abrams for the theme song, She Couldn't Say Boo to a Goose. Send any questions or comments to boo to a goose podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>
I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon master. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. 